let's just i know the audio it's i'm hitting recording the i know the audio is bad the this is i don't and i don't know what i truly don't know what to do aside from spending money yeah we know what to do we know what to ain't that just the way (laughs) anyway this is lame the lexington alstrom muncho marxist experience and that'll make sense later on the podcast i guess um it's the 9th of january 2022 new year new lame new year the the, the lame has actually always been good Um, don't don't listen to the detractors um uh we've been doing this actually for a year now yes we've been publishing lame for one year Mm -hmm. Uh, it's been great been loving this um, i the, the uh, if you told me that after a year's time that we would still be hearing um the local country music radio station <laughs> secretly in the background every time we record why i would have told you um i would have told you we were you were great whatever we'll be here for another 27 years only 27 yeah well yeah and then well yeah yeah because in 27 years the revolution will come and then mm-hmm. it'll just be the um we'll have some other fancier podcast to do well no in 27 years it'll be omega omega omicron delta variant oh that's a little funny it's so it's a little covid dead. oh oh okay well well if i save the spoilers we have a different kind of a uh, natural catastrophe um for you on this one but um, hey if you know we've been on the air for a year if you want to, I don't know, maybe get a commemorative pin, maybe get a little commemorative sticker. Yes. They don't say lame one year, but they certainly say lame, lame. a socialist podcast about Lexington. Yes. Email us at lexlamepod.gmail.com. And you can also follow us on Twitter at lamepod. And as I'm checking, as I'm saying this, I realize I haven't checked the Twitter in like a week. No, no. So we'll see if anybody, mess- oh, we got a message. No, from, is it, so I don't is know. it from well, who I think it is? I don't know. Well, let's find out. Uh, the stickers are and buttons um, are free, by the way. Oh, Just yeah, ask the, us yeah, they're free. Um, well, it's a message. Okay, never mind. Is it? Uh, can I? Can I see? I mean, you can see it. Can I see? Is it anything good? Um, no, it's just somebody messaged us about Lextran. So it's a recent tweet. Well, it's just a snow plan update. They just they just sent us a snow plan message about Lextran. What? Wait, what? Show, what? Oh, Hold on. Said this. They sent us a direct message. Yes. And someone's like, I got an update about this. The quality uh, content oh, here is just like it's oh, just like Lex Tran tweet telling I us was about looking, the snow I plan. didn't see that the DMs were in the corner like oh, that. Yeah, I was just looking like at that. the notification screen. I was like, what the? What are you talking yeah, yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well this is um. Well, do we thanks wanna... for spoiling that twitter user because we are getting into the show you're spoiling that how dare you do that to us um i know let's uh this is a this is a news podcast this is a politics podcast um it's a podcast it's it's a podcast run by two uh uh what's the principled marxist Marxist Leninists. leninists um and uh as as such um the most important topic and hey we must talk about the weather folks um nothing is more dialectical than the weather it snowed and um it snows so bad we couldn't even do lame mm-hmm. um which is really something uh well i was stuck i was stuck out of the county funny i too was stuck out of the county <laughs> we're funny how that works <laughs> we um, couldn't we couldn't get to fayette yes uh 
So they said we got 9.9 inches of snow, which to I, which to which I say 9.9 inches. That seem why is it 0. 0.9? Is there not a smaller division? Is there not a smaller insane? Is there not a? Is it not divisible by 12 like feet are? Um, I don't know. Just we got 10 inches of snow. Um, saves that uh, saves me a lot of pain in that um, on this Thursday, um, which was also January 6th. Happy January 6th, everyone. Yeah, excited um, to celebrate it. <laughs> Happy 1-6. I, you wouldn't have been able to tell a year has passed because people have not stopped talking about it. Um, whatever. Uh, we're not... I, I remember... When we we put out the that episode, one of our first episodes of Lane probably came out the like, first episode of Lane probably came out on like January seventh or the, the 8th. first episode of Lane came out on January fifth. January fifth, right, 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 right. But the week afterwards, mm-hmm. um, oh, and then we had a little thing about we, the capital. We, we baited it. We called it. We we we, we, we called the episode bait, capital, capital Report. Report. That's good. Um, yeah, that's it, good. Maybe we should try that again for the capital next capital report two. Yeah, um, and of course, if you remember, real long-time lame listeners will remember um, that uh, that the winter is the worst time for this podcast um, <laughs> because uh, uh, my schedule um, is dependent on whether or not um, God itself will let me uh, traverse these roads. Um, and uh, yeah, so it snowed a bunch, and basically Fayette County Public Schools were the only people that... Um, that, you know, did the right thing in a canceled, um, in advance their school, right? Uh, the private schools did not. Um, so, uh, at 10 AM things start snowing and, um, within the hour it becomes immediately apparent, um, <laughs> that, uh, things are, um, things, things are really, really, really bad. Um, so, uh, only by noon do, uh, like to like late late eleven like eleven forty five to noon do people really start being like all right we're gonna close or whatever okay mm-hmm. so you got a bunch of parents on the road going back to pick their kids up or whatever you got a bunch of people getting off work that they were already forced to come to work um, you got UK announcing that they'll close at three which doesn't happen for a little while longer um, of course if you're Plan B at UK you still have to go which is so. So fucked. The fact that there is just a a pretty large contingency of UK staff that just has to be there, um, regardless of whether or not they physically can make it or not, fucked up. Even um, if they've been exposed to COVID or not, they still have to come in. Yes, which is insane. Um, and then, folks, you know, this is when you know it's really bad. At 2 p.m., Lextran says, we're just stopping all routes. Good luck. Um, oh no yeah now of course at 6 p.m they're like <laughs> we're back guys and with our snow plan but um uh they took Lextran out for four hours folks that's scary that's they... that's huge that's big news yeah um so uh all these roads shut down i-75 comes to a standstill um and uh you know everything is is going to hell um no one's the this the, all the snowplow people I guess are out with COVID. Um, so the response is not super immediate. And the other thing is that, well, I mean, even if you do get a snowplow guy out, my road actually where I live was snowplowed at around 2 p.m. But when I came, uh, sorry, at like one, but when I went outside to start shoveling off my porch at two and I went up onto the road, um, 
I have a, a no, absolutely no, um, no sign that a snowplow ever came. Um, so that was cool. Uh, the situation gets so bad that at 5 p.m., Lexington, the Lexington Police Department simply stops accepting reports of not injury collisions. Um, <laughs> they said, good luck with your insurance. That's not us. Um, we will just uh, we're going to we're going to spend some we're going to work on some stuff right now, guys. Um, we're going to, you know, so it's a complete, complete fucking disaster. Right. And um, uh, there was one man on this day. Um, one could say maybe he was on the board of um of the committee to have a very good day on this day um <laughs> and that was of course blake hall who um is uh lives in the uh, upper echelon of society simply because um he he lives in a place where he can walk to other places um and uh so this is where we're doing a little bit of a new new urbanism here back at blake <laughs> blake's bike blog or whatever Ooh, we call another it. installment. Yeah, another installment. I want to just read some tweets from Blake Hall um, because he's right. And uh, he said it more. He wrote it more succinctly than we could say it on the podcast. Um, so he, he, he begins at 1 40 p.m. in the heat. Lextran hasn't even decided to pull the plug on this thing yet. They're like, uh, uh, and Blake's like walkable neighborhoods are more resilient to extreme weather. My personal example, Lexington is currently getting hammered with snow, one inch accumulation an hour. As of now, there have been 83 collisions and the interstate is shut down. The final number, by the way, it would be like, I think like 130 or something. It was say. a lot. Yeah. But in my walkable neighborhood of Kenwick, eh, I was able to bike over to pick up lunch at the Blue Door Smokehouse. Or, oh, sorry, that's not what he says. He says, parentheses, Blue Door Smokehouse FTW, which I think ages Blake. Um, <laughs> while passing multiple cars spinning tires, even just to pull out of the stop sign, I had no issues with the cargo e-bike other than the snow <laughs> in my face. This is great. This man has, and that's the, the funniest thing about Blake is that he has only one bike, and it is this <laughs> insane cargo bike thing. I mean, I love, anyway. Um after, after lunch, I walked around the block to our neighborhood corner store for some essential milk, bread, and beer. Again, other than snow on my face, no real problems. In the neighborhood coffee wine bar is open still if I want to get drinks later. I wouldn't have been able to do any of this safely if I lived in a car-dependent suburb. I don't plan to go out anymore in this weather if I can help it, but at least I know that I'm not stuck, regardless of how better the roads get. So, um, I mean, he's right. Uh, I mean, look, Kenwick is good, too. He's lording I, it over me. I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here looking out my window, watching it, the uh, Lake Harrington slowly flood, um, <laughs> which I guess we can talk about at a later point. Um, and uh, the to totally unable to, to leave, munching on some uh, some some day old bread. Um, well, let me just let me just say this. Drinks. What from from my from my position too? had I had I been in Lexington? From from where I'm at, I could walk to Kroger. Oh, yeah. I could walk to if I wanted to get some books. You could have walked to Lame Studios. Could have walked to well, yeah. Could have walked to Lame Studios. Could have walked to uh, like you know get some music and CDs at a local music and CD store. Okay, well, you're just listing stuff now. Yeah, I can. You know, I can walk. I'm pretty I'm pretty walkable over here. It's really good. It's really good. Um, I live on a cliff face. I couldn't necessarily walk up to the road easily mm -hmm. if I even wanted to forget the drive. Um, I look. So what is to be done? You got more by the. I didn't, we didn't report on this. There's a like probably because we didn't 
not do an episode before it happened. There was another tornado in western Kentucky as well. Another tornado? A few days ago, yeah. Whoa. To my understanding. I didn't, I this missed my radar. Yeah, it was not as extreme, so it didn't really get the press. And also, like, like, Herald Leader has a really bad habit of whenever something natural disaster happens, publishing, like, five articles all with the same image about it. So it's probably mm. was kind of hard to, to suss out that there was a separate tornado event, but there was. Interesting. Um, and uh the the answer to all these natural disasters like the flooding that will be happening my the, the entire area where i'm living is everything is overflowing already even before the snow so it snowed all it's it snowed 10 inches in garrett county and then it um it rained like two inches today um and did it get rid of all the snow yes thank you um but uh, I mean, everything is, I mean, everything is, uh, we're dying out here. And, I mean, even Lexington is flooding. Yeah. And like the, the only solution to these things is, um, is a, a, a mass centrally planned, um, restructuring of urban society. Um, and some of urban society is just lucky enough to exist in a, in a state that is passable already. Um, but yeah, it is, um, look, I get it. We don't get snow all the time or whatever. Um, you know, you can. It's not even that we're a state in the south or whatever. This also happened in D.C. like last week um, where I-95 just was shut down for a 24 hour straight. Um, you can't. Uh, the, the car dependency um, is a is a cancer that kills in more ways than one. Um, uh, but on that note, we'll get to a. And even more, and even sadder note, Blake. Thank you for the correspondence. I know you weren't a contrib, didn't know you were contributing to this episode, but you are, you are. We're here to we're here to spread the good the good word of living in Kenwick. Um, uh, After this episode, Kenwick prices triple. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From what like, they already are. Yeah, from <laughs> from the previous tripling, which happened last week. Um, from that previous tripling, which happened the week before. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. So it's uh, we want to talk about COVID. Speaking of tripling, speaking so <laughs> not just tripling, my friend. Um, this is uh, there's a lot of times in this episode, uh, not in this in in this podcast history where we go, guys, COVID worse than it's ever been, um, uh, and we once again, hat in hand, come to you to tell you, worse than it's ever been. <laughs> Literally, as of January 7th, which is the most recent numbers that were published um, by the government, uh, we have 11,000 new daily cases and uh, 2000 of those cases are um, kids under 18, uh, which is wild. Aaron, do you want to share your Kroger story from today? Oh my God, I, I really need to share this. I think it's funny. You don't have to, but I think it's a well, little. Well, I have to now. <laughs> you don't. You... I get so I'm going to Kroger. Picking up a few things. Nothing much. Just a short little trip. Mm-hmm. Okay. I get to the Euclid Kroger. Is everything okay outside? Yeah, yeah sorry, sorry. I'm just watching this guy parallel park. <laughs> okay. Keep, just keep going. Keep talking. Keep talking. It's an audio-based medium. They don't have to know. I'm going to... Okay, so at the Euclid Kroger... I mean, it's Sunday. All right, we're recording this on the 9th. Classes start at UK tomorrow. This is the campus Kroger. And... There is not a single parking spot to be found. I had to park on the street. Okay, they... Okay, well, sorry. I'm going to... <laughs> the car... They drove past my car, which I admit was kind of parked fucked up on this road, but they drove past it, okay, and then backed up a little bit, and I thought they were doing a parallel parking, 
But I think they just took a photo of my license plate and then kept driving. Um, How fucked up are you right now? It's not that bad. It's not that It's a tiny fucking road. Well, this, this other Honda parked behind me and they're fine. Um, All right, whatever. Whatever, guys. Just I, I, <laughs> I wish I didn't. I truly wish I didn't own a car. Um, hey, we could live of, in Kenwick. Yeah, we could live in Kenwick. <clears throat> speaking of speaking of wishing you didn't own a car, so like normally I would walk oh, sorry, to the, right. normally I'd walk to the Euclid Kroger. Yes. All right, but in this particular situation, I needed to drive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm trying to find a parking spot, and there's none to be found. So I have to park in the fucking street by Stuartos. Stuartos. Yeah, the little oil shop. <laughs> Um, not even like essential oils, like olive oil, just oil. Yeah. That's just, so, which is awesome. Me, me with my knowledge about the cases of COVID, I'm like, well, there's a lot of people in this Kroger. There's going to be a lot of people without masks on. So I walk in, I hold my breath <laughs> <laughs> because, okay, then let me, let me explain myself. All right. Cause the masks only help if you like, they, they protect other people. Right. So yeah, I, I have yeah, so if I have COVID, I should wear a mask so other people don't get sick. Well, other people are not wearing masks and the particles that they breathe can still have COVID and they can go through the mask. So my thinking is if I don't breathe, I I will lessen my chance. Okay, well wait, wait, wait. I was with it until okay, wait, the reason is that it goes through the mask? Yeah, so the re- the way that the mask works, this is this is Aaron's science corner. <laughs> Aaron's COVID science corner. So yeah, you the COVID virus lives on or like it's attached to the little breath particles, the like your little, your droplets. Yeah, yeah. No, novel coronavirus. Yeah, yeah, it gets like attaches to the little like moisture particles, the water in your air, in your breath. I mean, uh-huh. and it's too big. Like your breath is too big to fit through the mask, like the the moisture. Uh-huh. Okay, the droplets. Yeah. But they're not that big forever. And they get, they smaller, get smaller over time. Over time. Huh. And so if somebody breathes without a mask on, there can just be like stagnant. You know, that's why they have the air circulation and stuff. But uh-huh. like there can just be like they get smaller and smaller and the COVID still stays on there. Huh. So I was like, I'm just not going to breathe at Kroger. <laughs> <laughs> to circumvent this. You got goggles on your eyes, all other permeable surfaces into your body. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so I was I was strategically breathing in, in certain safe locations where there were no people. And so in my little, I didn't have to get much. Uh-huh. So I only had to get two things. Okay. And I only breathed six times. <laughs> So you should have like the world's fastest checkout. Like yeah, well yeah, I've got the little app where you can just pay. Like you just scan it, oh, and you don't have so to you're, do. You're like in the system. Okay. I'm in the system. Mm-hmm. So you're really. That's okay, folks. That's the record to beat. Two items, six breaths. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can, if you can do it better, um, submit your two submit items. Your high scores and, and, to and let me say this: on, on opposite sides of the store. Oh. Oh. On opposite sides oh. of the store, and then did the self checkout too. Wow. Six press. Wow. Okay. All right. That's that's really that's really something, Aaron. <laughs> um, <laughs> then this concludes Aaron's breathing corner. That's good. Um, at the uh, Kroger in Danville, if you wear a mask, they look at you funny. Um, 
Uh, a total of uh, at least 212 new fake student COVID cases were reported on Tuesday and Wednesday, the first day schools reopen on holiday break. On Tuesday alone, 105 new student cases were reported. Fake count FCPS officials would not say that Tuesday what conditions would have to be placed uh, before the district would return to virtual or NTI non-traditional instruction. For now, NTI can only be used district-wide for closures for health and safety reasons. For 2021 to 2022, under state law, the Commissioner of Education may grant up to the equivalent of 10 student attendance days for school districts that have NTI plans. There cannot be unlimited NTI days this school year. We covered this. Um, uh, as the General Assembly opened Tuesday, Senator State Senator Max Wise, uh, the Republican from Campbellsville, introduced Senate Bill 25, which would provide up to 10 days of remote instruction per school for school districts to use at the school classroom grade or group level for 2021 to 2022 um, instead of just district wide, which is curious to me. Why not? Why not just give them more days? Well, because that would be bad. I guess they want to be at school. This is, I mean, a talk about a Rubicon that we don't know how to cross. Um, the whole people want their kids in school or whatever, right? Um, and uh, only the Kentucky Republicans are willing to really make good on that, really, truly make good I mean, on that promise. Look, it makes sense. Like, if you're a working parent, you yeah, yeah, you can't take care well, of your kids, but the uh, I mean, I want to I know this is not lame and maybe we'll talk about it more in like a bonus episode or something. So it's not ex so we don't we don't violate the sacred laws of lame. But um, the the uh, Chicago Teachers Union um, recently voted to not return back to in person days. Right. So this is another one of the things it's like, well, the state wants them back. I don't know what the consensus is on the parents wanted to go back or whatever, but the, uh, the, the, the teachers union is like, we're not going in. And, um, the, uh, the fucking attacks that the, just the national, the amount of shit that I see on Fox news in Kentucky about the Chicago teachers union, uh, not one of uh, voting to go back. I mean, like insane, insane. The amount of vitriol that is being thrown towards them for voting to not work in that or whatever. Um, just interesting. Right. Meanwhile, Fayette County school officials are continuing to use precautionary measures. Blah, 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 blah. The FCPS COVID-19 storm, all these other things. OK, although we might wish otherwise. And this is a phrase that will be repeated. And I think which makes me think that um, the uh, this is the uh, superintendent uh, Ligon saying this. Um, I think he might have been sharing notes with someone. Remember this word in your head. We will be living with COVID-19 for the foreseeable future. Full stop. So they're asking everyone to wear masks or whatever. Quarantines. Um, uh, they're following F FCPS has a 10 day quarantine period um, for every positive COVID-19 case. By Thursday evening, at least 532 oh students were already reported in quarantine. Uh, the following people are required to quarantine after an exposure. If you're unvaccinated, if you have had both of your two, both Pfizer or both Moderna shots, but it's been more than six months or, and this is really funny. Fuck these people. If you got the Johnson and Johnson vaccine two months after getting the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, you're considered un and you're not boosted and you're not boosted. Yeah. Or whatever. So, uh, uh, J and J, I guess they're out. Um, to everyone that got the J and J vaccine, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, 
I remember this also kind of breaks our little our little lame thing, no, but in, in in Florida, uh-huh. in like I don't know, it was like in August or September, they were doing in the airports there. They had people the pop up vaccine clinic, and but they were giving just... out the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Yeah. Well, I mean that was it was because it was only one shot. It was very convenient. You could just mm-hmm. get in one and done. The two shot things like you got to schedule another one, or you know, but so yeah, testing right. They were encouraging employees, students, and families to test. But um, uh, how long is it to take a test? Do you have the availability? Are you getting your? Do you have mail home rapid test? Uh, who knows? The district is working with several contractors to significantly expand the availability of testing in school districts. Expect to have an announcement within the next week. So, um, huge shout out to Wild Health. Um, hey, they're already doing it. Yeah, I am sure. We had a free and open bidding contract, but uh, in the end, um, Wild Health uh, will be getting this uh, this again. Um, so the uh, test to stay in school option is still being uh, is still being opt- offered for asymptomatic students. So um, great stuff. That's most of them. That is all. <laughs> uh, um, employees will also be opted in for test to stay but only if they've even been exposed on school business if you're like oh i was exposed at a uh something else you know no good luck hmm. um which is so fucked up whatever uh vaccines um health officials have changed the definition for being fully vaccinated to include a booster shot well um uh i guess there there goes that um, uh, health officials sort of um, uh, uh, pulling the rug on us has been um, not to sound too much like an anti-vaxxer or whatever, but like I've really been in these last few few months really feeling like like there's a lot of critical stuff about this virus that you know has been withheld from us, and we already know, I mean like you guys remember in April, you guys remember in April where they're like you don't need masks. Do you, do you remember this? Not, not April twenty April twenty twenty. Where they were like, no, you don't need a mask. You gotta save the mask for the healthcare I mean, workers. Everyone knew, everyone knew you needed a mask. Everyone that knew anything about it knew you needed a mask. And I was, and, and you got all these, you got all these people that were like, they're like, Fauci said we don't need masks. And I, I stand with the science. Um, and Fauci was, and the man was lying to us. To get that Fauci guy was <laughs> lying to us. I take back everything I ever said bad about Rand Paul. <laughs> Anyway, I'm going on a... Okay, so yeah. Um, UK sent an email um, about a week ago being like, what we are doing, what we are doing to solve the rising cases at UK, what will we be changing? What are they changing? Not not really. They're opening a a booster shot incentive program. Oh, uh, despite the fact that uh, like like 13% of all UK students of the campus has still not been uh, vaccinated at all. Um, so I'm like glad to see that that's really working out well for you. Um, now all the people that did go get the vaccine, you have to have a separate thing, which means that if you actually want to change what you count as fully vaccinated, you have to change those numbers, which means your vaccination rate will drop on the numbers. I... I it seems to me that for UK, 
the department that care that has uh, been most involved with the coronavirus has been our um, uh, public relations department. Um, so Jay Blanton, I know you work hard every day to try to make the numbers work out for us. Um, so uh, the other thing, and this is the funniest thing from the email. Um, they are uh, in order to stop the virus. The university has purchased two KN95 masks for everyone. That'll get them. We got him. The university bought me two disposable masks. <laughs> Did they ever say like how how to get those masks? No. Uh, we will be providing more details this week about our plans to distribute these masks to students, well, faculty, and school staff. School starts tomorrow. School is literally. I am. I'm going to class tomorrow, 9 a.m. I'm I'm there. I'm. Duh. I, why don't I get Why don't I get class delayed by a week? Huh. That'd be nice. In K, you did it. What? Yes. What I the know. heck? I know. What the heck? Fucking in KU. These fucking North Kentuckians think they just own the place and they can delay classes and, and not here at UK. It's like, man, I okay, I know someone at EKU. He got out of classes before UK and he's not going back till next week. And I'm like, what? I'm like, why is and that's oh, good. It's fine. Um, I'm going to be laughing all the way to the bank when I'm like done with classes like May 1st. So, you know, it's fine. It's fine. Whatever. Um, so this is the most interesting quote for me that I read from this is um, is uh, that they've changed. Apparently, either the virus has changed how infections work or that it was always like this and they didn't tell us. This is what I'm very confused about or whatever. Right. And of course, I do want to say. The five day thing at the CDC is, is supposed to be a tent thing. If you're, I know we're since we're just breaking all the rules about 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 including national news or whatever. The the <laughs> CDC came out with the ten day rule quarantine thing, and then after a series of successful lobbies from like Delta Airlines, um, the CDC was like, after thinking more about the science, um, it's now five days. Um, so, you know, whatever. Um, Quote, people with COVID-19, and this is this is a quote that Eli Capilouto is quoting from the CDC. Quote, people with COVID-19 should isolate for five days. And if they are asymptomatic, are their symptoms all resolving without fever in 24 hours? Follow that with five days of wearing a mask or on others to minimize the risk of infecting people they encounter. The charge is motivated. And this is the most insane. This is what this is the line. The charge the is motivated change. by the science, the change. I don't know why I said charge this charge against the people. <laughs> um, the change is motivated by science demonstrating that the majority of SARS-CoV-2, my favorite way of saying it, transmission occurs early in the course of the illness. And this is what's so insane. Generally in the one to two days prior to the onset of symptoms and then two to three days after the onset of symptoms. Okay. So what if you have symptoms for more than three days? Yeah. When did the symptoms happen? What if I, that's what I'm like, is so if I'm, if I'm seven days into, into having a fever with COVID or whatever, which is probably, I should see a doctor at that point, whatever. Um, I, you're telling me I'm not, I'm suddenly not transmitting it. According to CDC, CDC I, says you can read more about these protocols here, but there's some link or whatever. Um, we will be communicating an update as frequently as necessary as blah, 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 blah. This is the final line. Eli Capolito, if you remember, Superintendent Liggins just said this. The virus is here to stay, at least for the foreseeable future. The goal now is to continue its transition to being a violence, a, well, a violence, a virus 
that we manage as opposed to one that dominates so much of life. So to finally put the note, I'm sorry if I've like, if I've just just gone off the rails with the COVID stuff, but it's been, I've been thinking it's been weighing on me a lot and um, hopefully next episode we will talk about it less. Um, But uh, given the fact that UK is opening up next week, probably not. Um, Or this week. Um, I think we're at a crosswords of sorts. Did I say crosswords? Crosswords. We're at a crosswords of sorts. Um, it's the diff. It's the most difficult level. The Friday edition. The Saturday um, edition. The Saturday edition. Whatever. Um, as you, you can tell, I don't play <laughs> crossroads. Um, we are at a crossroads of sorts. I think with COVID, right? We have to. Is it still the novel coronavirus, right? Or is it just Omicron? And is it just like a? Is it just like a like like a cold that you get that's that's kind of bad, and you can't taste anything during it? Because the only way to get rid of COVID is to do a real, like, three, four-week lockdown. The military takes over all, all major economic business or whatever. You're in your home for real, for real. You can't go driving. Um, you're stuck there. You're locked down. Some guy in fatigues brings you food, and that is, and that is it, right? If you, and you do that on a global level. That is how you get rid of the virus, right? Um, is so anything short of that is, uh, is, is, um, is, uh, is letting the virus continue and I'm down. Look, look, I'm fine with that. I'm willing, I'm willing to do, I, Hey, either way, man, whichever <laughs> way you guys pick, I'm okay with it. I guess I don't, I don't have much choice, honestly, in the matter. Um, so I mean, I think we've, and I, I think this is something you could have, that you something that people were saying probably in like April or May or June of 2020. And I just blocked it out of my brain because I did not want to hear this information, but um, it sounds like it's here to stay. Um, uh, So uh, let's look forward to um, Aaron um, uh, uh, dropping unconscious um, every time. Uh, we need to get more than three grocery items. Um, yeah, and they're for all, all the they're rest of all time. on opposite sides. Size they're all store. on opposite sides. God, they made a they made a, a tesseract out of the Kroger. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, final article. Final article. Finally, back to our bread and butter. I'm excited for this. So, Herald Leader has an interesting approach to reporting on election on on candidates or whatever. Right? They were. I don't ever for a second believe that these guys are, are like, have any sort of a non-bias or whatever, right? How so? There's another person in the running, right? And uh, in mayor, there's now four people. And how does um, how does uh, how does a hero leader cover this? Right? Here's the headline. In Lexington mayoral race, Gorton has a large fundraising lead as field expands to four, right? Um, and you have to find to see the who is expanding the field. You have to scroll. Well, you have to go to the bottom of the article, right? But let's start reading it from the top because uh, there's some interesting. There is some interesting intrigue in regards to uh, Mayor Linda Gordon. The campaign finance reports released this week show incumbent Lexington Mayor Linda Gordon with a sizable fundraising lead over her challengers. Gordon, who announced in August she was seeking a second term, has raised just shy of $100,000 as of December 31st, according to the Registry of Election Finance reports, blah, blah, blah. She has also spent the most $26,000. That leads $71,000 in her campaign coffers. To date, the registered nurse and former vice mayor 
and councilwoman has received why even bother um, has received no political action committee contributions according to campaign finance records. Gordon started to raise her money for her campaign in August, giving her a financial head on her start. In her first filing, Gordon raised, and I'm going to say this number very specifically because it it appears more than once, which is curious to me, right? So that earlier number, she has spent the most twenty six thousand two is is explicitly twenty six thousand two hundred forty nine dollars and sixty three cents, right? Um, in in early December, uh, who uh, sorry, whoa, whoa, sorry. In her first filing, it says that Gordon raised twenty six thousand three hundred and one dollars. Right? David Kloiber, in his first filing, said that he raised exactly twenty six thousand three hundred and one dollars. How have both Marilyn Gordon and David Kloiber spent the exact same amount of money? Is there some the is hell? is twenty six thousand three hundred and two like uh, like a different tax bracket? Like this is what's know. so because it, it's very interesting, right? Because we'll I'll keep reading more about Kloiber's. Kloiber has only spent uh, twelve hundred dollars. Um, he started filing. He started. Uh, he he filed to start raising money on November fifth. He raised thirteen thousand three hundred dollars from donors, and he also gave thirteen thousand dollars of his own money to the campaign, putting him exactly at this amount. Right? Very interesting. Um, Where would the one come from? Yeah, where did the one? Where did one? Where did the one dollar come from? Two, did, who is it? Like, okay, did one guy donate thirteen thousand dollars, and then three people donated a hundred dollars? I'm very curious. It's the numbers are pretty round. I don't know. Um, now, of course, our king make way, William Wayman, um, who we've talked about extensively on this podcast, um, who ran for mayor in 2018, filed paperwork to raise money in early December. But he didn't file any campaign finance reports with state officials or current. Excuse me for the current reporting period. Last time around, Wayman didn't raise any money. This man raised zero dollars in 2018 for the mayor, which uh, good. <laughs> I've taken no super PAC money, no PAC money. In fact, I've taken no money. Um, <laughs> I don't want any of it. Don't give it to me. I don't know what to do with it anyway. Now, here we go. This is the paragraph, the fourth contender. Adrian Wallace, the president of a development corporation, whatever that means, and longtime member of the Lexington Fayette NAACP, filed to run this week with the Fayette County Clerk's Office. He filed he uh, filed his intent to raise money with the state campaign officials on January 3rd after the current reporting deadline. Gordon, who officially fired filed paperwork to run Wednesday in the Fayette County Clerk's Office, said she expects to raise more money in 2022 and 20, and than she did in 2018. Our goal was $100,000 by December 31st, and we were just short of that, Gordon said. We have been very focused on raising money because people understand that campaigns can't occur without financing to do the things that we need to do. Just to be explicit, very clear, Mayor Gordon one against Ronnie Baston. She only raised like $200,000. Ronnie Baston raised 400, sorry, she raised 200,000. Ronnie raised 400,000 and she beat him handily, right? Why why does she feel the need to raise more money? Is she scared? Scared of David Kloiber? <laughs> <laughs> the Cloyd is coming for her. Um it's very interesting to me. Um 
Now, now, Kloiber said in his campaign is still in the early days, quote, having only launched the campaign in December, we're in the earliest stages of our fundraising efforts, Kloiber said. In, in the coming months, we plan to raise a first rate campaign and look forward to the community's continued support, both financially and otherwise. Mm. Lexington's mayoral races are not below. May 17th is the primary, folks. Only two. Mark your calendars. So what you may ask yourself, what is the development corporation that Adrian Wallace is the president and they didn't include this CEO. What is uh, the development corporation that Adrian Wallace is the president and CEO? That's why I keep you on the podcast, Aaron. Uh, it's called Bishop and chase. Okay. It's Bishop and slash foundation is the website that I'm on right now. It, uh, so it's, I like got a photo of Lexington, right? Our mission, who we are, right? It has a giant quote from the U S department of, uh, HUD housing and urban development. Um, that's basically, you know, talks about, you know, um, talk about community development activities and, and what kind of stuff it is. Um, final line from that federal support for community development encourages systematic and sustained action by state and local governments, unquote. Then below that, the Bishop and Shapes Foundation exists to bring community and economic development to the most under-resourced neighborhoods within our community. Um, so they seem to have missed that quote entirely. Um, but that might just be and then there's a photo of Adrian Wallace president slash CEO there he is and then he has a big has a he has a lot of uh, quotes there's a lot of quotes from people um, and surprise juvenile detention alternatives initiative it's about the youth it's about the kids Um, (laughs) which is not (laughs) not a bad thing not a bad thing right I mean, there's been a lot of lot of lot of people under the age of like 15 dying in this city in recent in this year, not this year, 2021. But um, yeah, uh, so they're just some bullshit private developer or organization. I do not care. Go ahead. DM me if you're if you if you're on the board of it and defend it. Blake, I'm, I don't think you might. I mean, I'm not I, at any at this point. Anything's open to it. But I'm I. I was I, when I first read the Adrian Wallace thing, I was like, man, maybe this might be he might be good. Um, no, I'm going to go out there. Not even close to getting the lame endorsement. <laughs> OK, Blake Hall's not on the board. I just looked up. Thank but you. you know who is on the board? Who? Matt Jones. What? Wait. KSR Matt Jones. KSR Matt Jones. What the fuck, man? <laughs> All right. OK, interesting. Okay. It's um, huh. And then there, the youth development director is filled by Jennifer Wallace, who I'm assuming is somehow related to... One can only think. Hold on. All right. Okay. Yeah. This is, this is interesting. We'll, this folks, we'll keep Wallace. our eyes on this, uh, on this uh, Adrian Wallace. Adrian um, Wallace is the president and CEO. This chief operating officer is Audrey Wallace. And the, the, youth, the, youth development, the youth development director is Jennifer Wallace. Huh, a lot of family business. Apparently so. Anyway, um, that's what we're going to be looking out for. Um, and with that, I, uh, <laughs> whoops, I yield my time. <laughs> How long have we been going? 43 minutes. Wow, that's all I need. That's great, Aaron. Mm-hmm. You all are listening to Lame, the Lexington Astrum Muncho Mark Six. I, I forgot all about Astrum Muncho. I can't keep saying that. Yeah, these the evil Finnish people. I wish there was an IPA on the Wikipedia page. I need to listen beforehand 
to yeah. how it's pronounced. But anyway, um, this is the middle. Follow us on Twitter at LanePod. Email us at LexLanePod at gmail.com. Give us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. They had, that's a thing now. You can do it on both platforms. Five stars. Amazing. Yeah. Um, if you want a sticker, email us. Uh, if you want, if you want the radio interference to stop, please email me um, one hundred dollars in cash. Um, we can work mm-hmm. something. <laughs> <laughs> or <sighs> one of these days, folks, we'll we'll get this solved. But um, until then, yeah. All right, let's go to side yeah, let's B. Just, just get let's just get this over with. We got a we got a good side B, folks. I know you've been dying to know what Eistromoska or whatever stands for. You all are uh, well. Hold on, I didn't, okay, I didn't come pause on, give me, Let me give you some. It's fine. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm just not gonna. Just go. Why not? You all are listening to the Alstrom Muncho Marxist Experience. Aim, aim, no L. The Lexington. I was. You can't. Make, <laughs> I can't keep saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Again, let's just get on with it then. All right. Um, we have some, I mean, uh, there's been some news, you could say. Um, obviously, the General Assembly has been meeting um, since Tuesday. What's going on with your car? I'm just looking. I'm, oh. just, I'm just checking to see if it's still there. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, still there. Um, <coughs> God damn it. No, Aaron. <laughs> Should have taken only five breaths. <laughs> the judge. The General Assembly has been meeting since Tuesday, mm-hmm. and they've been up to a lot of interesting things. Um, but before we get into that, we have some general state news, and actually a bit of Lexington news to to talk about. Um, and the first thing we're going to talk about is Girl Scout cookies. Okay. Okay, now you may All be right. wondering, what does that even mean? Yes. Okay, the Girl Scout cookies. Um, there's this article that popped up in my feed this morning, and it was like, Girl Scout cookies have a new, there's a new cookie. New cookie. Okay, okay. fine, whatever, fine. Um, when do Girl Scout cookies go on sale? Okay, I'm reading Whoa, this. Wait, okay, wow. Cookies are they on sale see. now. Wait. You can place orders through individual Girl Scouts you know, and deliveries are expected through the end of January. Oh. And here's where it gets interesting. Because this is, you know, we know about public-private partnerships, but this is what I'm calling a public-public partner, or private-private partnership, which is just a partnership. That's just a partnership. <laughs> <laughs> they partnered with Raytheon. Beginning February 4th, customers in Lexington, Erlinger, and Ashland can order cookies from local scouts through DoorDash. In uh, <laughs> a new partnership. Uh, say it isn't so. I know. That's evil. Mm-hmm. Or... You could just go to Kroger and get. They have like knockoff. I didn't yeah, know they this. Knockoff they got like they got like Kroger brand Girl Scout See, cookies. They're I in different know. containers, so it's hard to tell. I was showing Jenry all this stuff. This a while woke. Ago, this, and this was, was big. Yeah. Next up, we have this little AP release here. Little little um, wire service over little, here. Little AP wire here. Not too long. One paragraph from the Kentucky National Guard. The Kentucky National Guard is sending about 200 soldiers to Kosovo Duh. for a year to provide security. That's Now, what county is that? Kosovo, Europe. <laughs> That's But they're the Kentucky National Guard. The 1st Battalion, 149th Infantry, is deploying this week. This is from a few weeks ago. Units under Barberville, Middlesbrough, and Ravenna. Ravenna? Ravi, Ravenna? I'd say I Ravenna. We'll make up task, a task force mountain warrior to provide security operations throughout the region, <sighs> the guard said in a news release. The units will be led by Colonel blah, 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 and Lieutenant blah, blah, blah. 
Um, the guard will pre- the guard previously announced that members of the 438th Military Police Company out of Murray will also deploy to Kosovo this week. Holy shit! The po- military police company will deploy to. Well, folks, um, uh, this empire couldn't die sooner. Is all I will say. <laughs> um, so a little bit of a little bit of interesting uh, news here from the Imperial Corps. Yeah, and sorry. Finally, we have My the apologies. General Assembly. Okay, the General Assembly, it's back. They have sixty days. Reggie this- Thomas already out for fourteen of those. Is he actually? I thought he didn't he test positive like like day two. Oh man! Well, <laughs> see, the Democrats, the Democrats would rather be anywhere else. There's this whole article about how it's basically only the Democrats wearing masks in the General Assembly, and okay. you you look at pictures of them and they just look like terrified. God, if only. Imagine being a Democrat. God, if only, if only you, if only anyone balled as hard as state republicans man <laughs> i mean those guys they get to i mean this is a recurring theme but they get the goods like every time it just happens so happens to be that the goods are so fucked up and evil <laughs> why is it anyway and now let me be clear there were a few state republican legislators who did wear masks they will be losing their seats next election yes who will be losing their seats next election (laughs) they're the ones getting gerrymandered out okay one thing i thought was interesting was that thomas massey um showed up thomas well thomas massey showed up yeah but also (laughs) um there is this poll that recently came out about how his constituency specifically his constituency like overwhelmingly supports legalizing like marijuana in Kentucky. Yeah. And he said, I don't care what my constituency thinks. I'm not doing it. And they can vote me out if they think otherwise. Which is so funny because I I will never understand libertarians, man. Thomas Massey has the most rabid, insane psycho. He, we have turned a suburban quote unquote population of Northern Kentucky into some of the most psychotic like 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 voter bases out there and and yet they can't even get them a guy that will legalize weed i mean it's insane i mean it's i I don't know it's it's crazy he was like he was like yeah they can they can vote me out uh it doesn't matter um now what a king i mean he does not give a shit it's awesome i'm i'm making sure actually now um that's just what he said because I, I don't know, I, I could have been Damon Thayer. They're like the same person in my brain, and they're both in like Northern Kentucky. I'm gonna say it was Thomas Massey because I think that's cooler. But if it was Damon Thayer, I mean, what's the difference? Uh-huh. They're both insane. Um, speaking of insane things, I had the the legislature announced their budget this week ahead of Bashir's budget, um, which I think is interesting because, uh, I mean, I mean the the governor sets the budget. Mm-hmm. So the House set the budget, and we have interesting provisions here. Um, part of what they're proposing is a per, per pupil increase of funding under SEEK, uh, the state's main funding formula for schools. It would go to 4100 in the first fiscal year to 4200 in the second fiscal year, um, which people saying are saying is not enough. They also want to fully fund full-day kindergarten Um Legislature allowed for local state funds to uh, pay for full-time kindergarten earlier this year, but the extra spending was limited to just one school year. Um, also, um, 
the House Republicans plan to provide a 6% pay raise for public employees in the next fiscal year. Um, it would require the state personnel secretary to develop a plan to revise the classification of public employee for funding purposes in the second year. There's also a $15,000 pay raise for police state troopers and motor vehicle inspectors and an $8,000 boost for, for dispatch telecommunicators. Um, so we've been talking about the telecommunicators for a while, and I think we've actually talked about this um, pay raise too. Um, so a lot of these, a lot of these like pre-filed bills are coming into fruition mm -hmm. um, because they pre-filed them. But um, <laughs> weird. I know, right? House Bill sixty nine is still a thing. That uh, whole critical race theory bill that like, oh, is still that's still happening. Um, that's... <laughs> so I mean, we'll see how that goes. Um, it's like it, banning flying cars in Kentucky. Yeah, it would offer a pay raise and retention payment for social workers and would fund 200 new social worker positions over the two years to ease chronic staffing shortages. Be sure also has prioritized pay raises for state police and social workers. Okay. There's some other things in the budget, too. I thought I remembered reading about how there's this provision to... There's like... Um, like forty ten million dollars or forty million dollars, some large sum of money, where the they're basically giving that it's like a pool, and they're allowing individual legislators to give that money to like school districts or public organizations yes. that, that they think yes. deserve it. Yes, we're going to get a Knock County Recreational Center in every county. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> In this, the Reggie Thomas recreational. This, I mean, oh God, just play back the tape of me saying it earlier. The Republican Party cannot stop winning, man. This is great. <laughs> but it's, I think it's like, but it's like for the whole state. So like, that's so fucked up. <laughs> Wait, so you can do it out of your district? Yeah, in your yeah, anybody in your district, you can just give them money from that fund. That's awesome. That's great. That's. What would you do with the money if you were a representative? <laughs> um, what's my cap again? I, th I let's just say for for simplicity, it's ten million dollars. Then I can just do that on whatever. Yeah, well, that's the state. That's the state oh, pool. Oh, well, I'm gonna spend ten million dollars on Lextran. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Now I think I'd probably I'd probably do some sort of uh, like jobs programming thing like um like I maybe we try the co-op thing I think that could be fun. That's well, okay, but here's what's interesting about that is that that's I like I need I need more information about like is there regulations about this? Yeah, can is Reggie it like Thomas, an ARPA type thing? Can Reggie Thomas just be like I bestow to you five million dollars? Yeah. Um, or is Have there like fun. a regulatory board yeah. or anything like that? Like what what are the details? Because I couldn't find anything about the Herald Leader on the Herald Leader about it right yeah. now. Um, uh, maybe I do some like infrastructure. Oh, got it. Got it. What would you do? I would bring back the public Wi-Fi. Oh, the... that'd be awesome. <laughs> that'd be great. The infrastructure is already there. Literally. Um, I think we should. Uh, I think we should. Um, uh, I think I would take the money. And make Lexington um, municipalize the internet. That would be good. And um, you get you get uh, free Wi-Fi, and um, you get a reduced rate on your fiber service or whatever. That would be, that would be good. That seems, um, that seems fun. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's it's. Or just like run an unemployment program. It really is like you know the fall of the Soviet Union. 
like they're, how yes. this, they're, they're decentralizing all of like all all the oligarchs yeah, after the collapse of the Soviet Union. The Republican Party is looking at the state of Kentucky, looking at everything it owns, and trying to figure out a dollar price for it. <laughs> <laughs> Which, which is which is great. never good. Which yeah. is never something you want your your elected officials to be mm-hmm. doing. Um, which is a sign, more than anything, um, from uh, from our leadership that they know that uh, things might be coming to an end mm-hmm. um, in in certain in some ways. We got we got the uh, in before count Tom, count Reggie Thomas, like that's that'll be his title count, and then then we'll have counties. And then it makes sense. Oh, that's cute. For the counts of the counties. Uh, next up is the um, is the state of the Commonwealth. Andy Bashir made that speech the other day um, at the opening session of the Commonwealth um, or of the General Assembly. He has an interesting quote um, from here. And again, like Jenry was saying before, I, Andy Bashir, it's working up. You know, Superintendent Liggins, uh-huh. E-cap. E-cap, Andy Bashir. Mm-hmm. Folks, COVID is our Spanish flu. It is our plague, but we are strong enough to defeat it no matter how long it takes. You know, Aaron, I should, um, I just got a text like five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. My mother just ha- has COVID. My mother just tested positive. Oh my God. Which is really, which is really rich. <laughs> Of that, I can't believe she took a test because she was all she. My mother loves mm-hmm. to be like they're evil. T- the tests are. What if they're wrong? I would never what take a test because I remember to- I told her like it was like a month ago. I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go. I have a test. And she's like, you get a test? And I was like, and she's like, why? Why would you do that? What if you get back a positive? And I was like, that's why you would take. That's why you get. The that's test. why you get the test. <laughs> um. Well, that's funny. Um. Anyway, we can continue the episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just wanted to lay that out there. Um, COVID is our Spanish flu, and he talks about that. And then he talks about all of his achievements over the past year. He talks about the Ford Motor Company. He talks about, um, I don't know if he talks about App Harvest, actually. Maybe App Harvest gave my mom COVID. Yeah, he talks about <laughs> App Harvest. Um, apple Acha, growing apples in abandoned coal mines property. <sighs> Um, some of the worst farmland imaginable. Mm-hmm. How do they keep doing this? They got app harvest, apple atcha, <laughs> apple atcha, Ford and Toyota. They got Ford and Toyota's investments. They're talking about all of that, and then they're talking about Fidelity. And then he talks about this company I've never heard of before. Are we about to get the episode title? Alstrom <laughs> Munchjo yes. located or located a second facility in Madisonville with a $70 million investment that will create more than 50 million jobs, Andy Bashir says. And I looked them up on the Wikipedias. And the renewable fiber company, 95% um, represent 95% of total fiber use. Um, or no, that's renewable like, fibers make up their uh, 95% of their use. Like like textile? Or they like, make stuff for like cars. Huh. Um, oh. They make like fibers. Weird. Yeah. Like literally fiber. That's interesting. Fiber-based materials for everyday applications such as filters, medical fabrics, life science and diagnostics, wall coverings, and food packaging. That's fun. It's interesting. 
Um, so I'm learn- just now learning about them. Um, <laughs> this just in, fiber company from Finland? Exactly. Weird. Um, yeah, so I mean, the state of the Commonwealth, he didn't really talk about much. Um, the next thing, the final thing we're going to talk about is redistricting, because it's kind of weird. Yes. Last time we t- we broke it on the show. Yeah, we didn't have a much. We didn't have a whole lot of time to plan out the redistricting mm-hmm. um, being announced on our show. And you know, to be honest, I still haven't planned it out much. But uh, well, look, folks, we'll have. Let me say this: it's not like we had any say in it. We'll have the next decade to talk about how the district maps look like. Precisely. Um, so, um, you know, no rush. Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird, um, especially like with the uh, with the U.S. Congress maps because they've split a whole bunch of counties. They got Woodford or not Woodford. Franklin County is in with a Western Kentucky, which is insane. They've, they've split they split Anderson County in half. They did a lot of splitting with Jefferson County. Um it's just weird. It's bizarre. Um they've done a lot of things and we were talking about this last time how there's a bunch of incumbents and stuff that are um have to run against each other now. Um, Adrian Southworth. Yeah, what's up with her? She has, um, well, she's not happy. <gasps> Why? Have we done something to upset my favorite woman on campus? <laughs> what's um, wrong, Madame? <laughs> she voted against the, the U.S. congressional map, the Senate map, and the House map. Whoa. Uh, the Senate congressional map. What have they done? Dis- uh, well, the, the district maps. Uh, hit close to home for her as her home county of Anderson has changed drastically. No. They split it. Oh, no. Yeah. Is she, so is she losing her seat? Uh, well, she used, no, she's not losing her seat. Um, but Deputy, Southward Deputy Chief of Staff and her former Lieutenant Governor Janine Hampton uh, also claimed that she lost 10,000 current constituents under her new district. And the new District 7 retains only Anderson County. In the congressional district maps, a slice of the Bluegrass region county is now in the majority Western Kentucky first district that didn't sit well with Southworth. Um, Graham, who like Southworth represents Franklin County, also took issue with the federal map. Um, He says the shift for Franklin County is wrong, pure and simple, and that the county is squarely within the Bluegrass region, not Western Kentucky. Yeah, totally psychotic. but cool, great. Um, it's interesting. Love to see that there's a that you can even get detractors, and they don't even do anything. They mm-hmm. just keep winning. Um, All right, and with that, it's happened again. You've wasted another perfectly good hour listening to Lame. Our esteemed executive producer is Charlie Carey, and our stickers are designed by Claire Thompson from ClaireThompsonArt.com. You can follow us on Twitter at LamePod. You can email us at LexLamePod at gmail.com. And even though uh, Count Reggie Thomas provides two million dollars in podcasting funding, whenever he hears us say it, this is lame. All right. <laughs>